episode last week. It was very unprofessional of us. It was disgraceful and utterly unacceptable. I will now start talking to Ian. Now remember, he, he can't hear this part. So just keep it a secret that I'm, I'm letting you know that it's all Ian's fault that we didn't have an episode last week, and he's a dick. Thank you. Hey, Ian. How's it going? Oh, shit. I think Ian's dead again. <laughs> oh. Ian's sleeping, apparently. Um... I, I think I'm gonna have to try to wake him up. Just, just give me a second. Just grab a, a big old bucket of water and splash. Whoa! Oh my goodness! Oh, hello there, darling. Hey, Ian. How's it going? Yeah, it's going pretty good. Going pretty good. How's it going with you? Um, it's, it's going all right. I can't help but notice that you uh, you fell asleep on me while we we're recording the podcast. What's that all um, about? Well, I didn't know that we were recording the podcast early this week. Um, we're actually, we're not recording it early this weekend. What? No, but it's, uh, isn't it, isn't it, um, hold on, let's see, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's Monday the 29th, right? Uh, no, it's, it's actually, uh, Saturday, uh, June 10th. We've missed a week and we're recording late. What? Oh no, John! <laughs> I slept in! <laughs> oh no! You slept for almost two weeks, Ian. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I I had a lot of big deadlines too in that time period. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, you know what you it was, of... John? What? I was listening to this ASMR series. Yeah. We're actually going to talk about it later, and oh, okay. I think it must have just been so good. Oh, it just it knocked you out. Yeah, I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. Was that our main quest that uh, that did it? Yeah. Yeah. So... Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm very excited to get there. Um, but be- before we do that, I do want to share with you, Ian. I have some some pretty tragic news. Tragic news. Yeah. Um. So. So you know how we are. We've been talking about how we're the world's best podcast about ASMR. Mm-hmm. Well, it it. I while you were asleep, I discovered that we are in fact the world's second best podcast about ASMR. Oh no. And oh, somebody scooped us. I'm pretty heartbroken. Well, I don't know if I could put it that way. They've they've been around a lot longer than us, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty heartbroken about it. Um, turns out, uh, AS- ASMR University, which uh, has a, a much nicer website than us, uh, and a bunch of stuff that is, uh, so they they have a podcast, but that's just like one of the many things they have. Like, they've got all kinds of stuff about ASMR, including a podcast, and it I haven't listened to it. Um, but well, so we don't like, know that it's better than us. Well, it's probably not. I think we. I just looking at their website. I'm going to assume that it's uh, a better podcast about ASMR. I don't mm. think it's maybe. Uh, I think we might have a more entertaining podcast. Um, I think in terms of, you know, which podcast is going to be more informative about ASMR. I don't. I don't think we're going to win that battle. I'm. So, I mean, you know, second, second in the world, it's like, it's, it's not bad. It's respectable, but it, it's not number one. It's not number one. So, well, here's the thing, though, John. I think that you know maybe this is sort of looking too far. And I think maybe you know next week we should look into them a little bit, figure out their weaknesses, sort of the things that they're not doing that we could do, and then we'll just crush them. Oh, I was thinking we could do that, or we could just jump the shark. Jump you know, the shark. Like, I've been trying too hard to make this a respectable, like, informative podcast. And I say, you know, why? What's the point? Why bother? That's not who I am. I'm not, I'm not that guy who's gonna... You're not Ira Glass. Exactly. I'm not. I've, you know, I, just, I'm just a guy, Ian. I'm just a guy with some wacky ideas and... Delusions of grandeur. Delusions I've also of grandeur. I've also <laughs> <laughs> that, that really got you, huh? I just, I just like 
the way that you're pronouncing grandeur. Oh, okay. Because um, the way you say it, it sounds like grandeur. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, um... Yeah, I say, you know, like, let's just fucking... Let's just fucking have fun with it. Like, you know, if we're not going to be number one, let's just... Let's be number one... Ed- Something else. Let's be so like, uh, like you know, maybe sort of loosen our ties a little bit. Because I think, as our yeah. regular listener will know, we put in countless hours of preparation. Yeah, research. A lot. We, we rehearse each show. Notes. Four times. Yeah, we rehearse. We have a script. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. we really try to make it. We try not not to dilly dally or have a lot of nonsense High happening. Effort content is yeah, sort just of our motto. like not. Nothing but information coming hard and fast. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking if we're not number one, you know, let's just let's just have a little fun with it. Let's just loosen up. If we're not number one, let's be number none. Is what I'm going to say. <laughs> that's, that's right, listeners. It's the final episode. Yeah. So I hope you've enjoyed your ASMR quest. Uh, I've been Ian. <laughs> I've been John. And we Stay are going to keep late. going. Um, <laughs> Uh, I've also, I have been listening to a lot of, um, uh, The Worst Idea of All Time again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's so good. And so inspirational. I, I also think, like, like, that's the sort of podcast that I want to be more like. Mm. Uh, you know, a podcast where the hosts don't really have a lot to say, but they fill up the time <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it doesn't stop them. Does not stop Exactly, them. exactly. I mean, they're funny uh, guys, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With Funnier than we are. We don't really yeah. have that going for us. No, it's true. So much. But it is delightful. I also, um, I've been trying this, uh, this thing called music, like, listening to music. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, like, my, my earbuds broke a while ago, and it took me, like, two months to get around to getting new ones. Jeez. Um, so I've, I've, uh, just been trying this, like, you know, listening to music, which, I, you know, I've heard a lot of people like it. Heard it's like mm-hmm. a pretty popular pastime, and you know, I, I can see why it's catching on. How do you think uh, it compares to the ASMR experience? Um, I think they're very different experiences. Uh, I'd say you know, music is maybe a better thing just for like, you know, while you're at work or uh, commuting to work or just like going about your day, doing your errands, doing chores uh, around your house. Um, yeah, music, it's, it's uh, pretty nice. I recommend that you check out music, listeners. Oh, okay. That's uh, that's good. A practical suggestion. Now, John, yeah. where can you find music? Uh, there's a lot of places you can find music. Um, mm-hmm. You can find it on the internet. You can find it, uh, you know, like live bands will play sometimes. Uh, a lot of bars will play music. Restaurants, <laughs> things like that. Um, malls see, so... will oftentimes have music playing softly. So and I'm most importantly, www.music.com. <laughs> yeah. Soon, I'll be able to experience the stories behind my favorite music like never before. Oh wow! Um, a little bit. The most importantly, the final place I wanted to let you know that you can find music is in your heart. Like like heartbeats. Is that sort of the music? no? No, it's just it's in your heart. But like what? You gotta, you gotta listen. Like is the heart to like the rhythm sort of an echo chamber, or is there the rhythm of the heartbeat? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of it, but it's also more of like a sort of, you know, spiritual thing, I guess, or like a, you know, you, you gotta love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you gotta listen to the rhythm of the beat, you gotta listen to the rhythm of the street. Um, I, I thought I could remember more of the Arthur theme song, but I was mistaken. Is that uh, Arthur? Uh, sounds like some sort of gangster rap. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, no, I, I think. Oh God, how's it go? Why is everyone uh, talking about the street life? <laughs> well, like it's just part of. Just give me a second. I'm I'm looking it up now. Okay. I'm There's an ad playing, uh, but mm-hmm. I will. I'll see. I will see and hear the theme song very very soon. Okay, here we go. All right, so we've got some nice sort of like fun, like, sort of reggae, almost, uh, music getting you to start. Oh, okay. So every day as you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet, uh, something about a different point of view, 
I say, hey, what a full kind of day. Learn to laugh and play. Do them with each other. Listen to, you gotta listen to your heart. Listen to the beat. Uh, listen to the rhythm, rhythm of the street. That's what it is. Listen open up your eyes, open up your ears, and together. What? Listen to the rhythm of the street, John. Yeah, that's right. Listen to the rhythm of the street. Listen to the rhythm, the rhythm of the street. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I stopped the theme song because it's like a, it's almost two minutes long and I, I don't think the listeners want to hear me, uh, repeat the lyrics. <laughs> so <laughs> talk the theme song. to the Arthur intro. <laughs> Well, John, here's the thing, though. That that sounds like old John, who's trying to make a good podcast talking. Fuck, you're I'm right. I'm this new John. We're gonna keep going. Okay, I'm gonna zone out then. <laughs> message of the heart. Believe in yourself. For that's the place to start. And I say, hey. So right now, listeners, I'm watching a video called The Top 10 Luckiest Moments We can learn to talk playing. and play and get along with each other. I haven't really been paying attention to this video all that much. Do the street. But it's pretty good. Do the rhythm. rhythm of the street. I feel like of compilation eyes, videos about speedrunning can be a lot of fun. Because there's just so many people spending <laughs> yeah. so much time speedrunning. The best stuff that they're doing. Comes from the it's going to be pretty good. I think this was recommended the for place me to because start. I previously watched a compilation Let's video. Say, hey, the same hey, what a wonderful oh. kind of day. Now he's still going. So I previously watched a compilation play. video by this, this same person. With each uh, other. But like the top ten unluckiest moments of running. And that was, I gotta admit, that, that was get some quality shot. You know, you're watching these people. They're at like the very end of a run or something. They got one more trick left to do and then just the worst. All right, <laughs> it's over. Uh, so thank you for joining us. For yeah, thank Arthur. you for joining us for. I would say for that's Arthur this... Corner. <laughs> uh, you see, I was going to call that just another sort of iteration of the Indulgence Corner. The Arthur <laughs> Corner also makes sense. I think we should. Uh, I think I'm going to make that a weekly thing. We're just going to we're just going to oh, check in with Arthur every week. <laughs> Arthur-themed content. <laughs> yeah, just... So, um... Oh, yeah, I guess also... I guess it'll be interesting when I play this back later and hear just me, like, poorly talking and singing sort of in time with the theme song without the theme song actually playing. Because, like, I could hear the theme song playing and was well, trying to catch not, up with I it. I could not do the theme song playing. I imagine it sounds a lot worse without the theme song. Um, yeah, so I think, I think next week, I'm not gonna play the whole theme song again, or I'm not gonna sing talk the whole theme song again. But, you know, we'll just check in with Arthur, see what Arthur's up to, see, see how he's doing, and, uh, yeah, just, I think it should be a, a new segment. Um, yeah. I th- that does bring us to the indulgence corner, though. We might have to uh, skip the indulgence corner this week. Okay, well, we have a very short indulgence okay. corner this week. Um, I just wanted to say, I did look into Cassie's questions some more, and there wasn't really any more information I could find beyond what we said previously. Wow, so just like right off the top of the dome, we got all the information. Got it in one. Incredible. We're so smart. Um, we don't really have much uh, exciting stuff on Twitter, except uh, for a uh, few disgusting and despicable tweets from... At Mr. Holy John. Oh no. I won't even bother to read them on the podcast. Oh. Oh, was he sassin? It, it was disgusting. Oh no. Uh, and we do have a new, uh, rating and review on iTunes. Oh shit! Uh, so the title of this review is Gave Me ASMR. They gave the podcast four stars. It is by Four ASMR. Stars. <laughs> I know. It's by ASMR friend six 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 X capital X. Um, and they said, "I did not come here to get ASMR, but then the intro gave me ASMR. Four stars would have been five, but I got ASMR even though I didn't come here to do that. <laughs> uh, and well, I'm pretty sure." Fair. I do actually know who wrote this review. Uh, I do know as well. I think it yes. is one Mister. Barack Hussein Obama? 
no, I think it's our friend Nate who yeah, sent us a message like recently it. saying that he had never experienced ASMR before, but listening to the intro of the podcast, he experienced ASMR. Huh. Uh, so I gave someone ASMR, which was pretty exciting. Yeah, so John, uh, <laughs> you are actually a licensed ASMRist now. Fuck yeah! Well, actually, no, oh, I guess you didn't man. get the ASMR license, so you're you're an ASMR criminal. Oh, shit. Oh, dear. That's a that's a very different turn of events. Yeah, it is. Well, that, John, that's why you got to get the appropriate licensure. <sighs> shit. Well, the ASMR police are after me, so mm-hmm. maybe this is the last episode of the podcast, because I don't know if they'll let me record it from ASMR jail. Yeah. <laughs> What's ASMR jail? <laughs> what? What's ASMR jail? Uh, ASMR jail is a jail where they send people who, uh, did ASMR, or who did unlicensed ASMR. Um, okay, so here, I guess I thought that ASMR jail would have, like, some sort of fun and, and humorous quirks about it, but it's just, it's just a normal prison. Well, it's a, uh, pretty normal prison. Um, it's a little more colorful. They don't like the, the drab prison colors, so there's a lot more, like, pinks and drab, blues. Right? John, uh, like sort of I light feel like prison jumpsuits are like they're bright orange, right? Well, I meant more the building itself is oh. usually like gray, but they've got a lot of like sort of light baby blue, some yellows, uh, some pinks, so a lot of like fun spring colors. Um, but they also they do not let you consume or create any type of ASMR related content while oh, in no. ASMR jail. I mean that's that's the whole reason you're there is because you were abusing it. And so I guess that makes sense. You're just you're they're... a threat to society with your ASMR powers. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, you're unlicensed ASMR powers. I mean, I mean just really, that. like the thing is the thing about ASMR law is it's it's really just a lot of bureaucratic nonsense. There's no real threat to society when people are doing unlicensed ASMR. It's just like you know, there, there's just the corrupt ASMR lobbyists. We're just paying billions and billions of dollars to get politicians to outlaw ASMR, or unlicensed ASMR, so that they could keep all the money in their own pockets. I don't know, though, John. I don't know. I mean, I've... Imagine if an ASMR and now got onto a radio. And, and just now! Like, I'm just... I'm just John, let, me, let me spool out my scenario <laughs> fine, for you. Fine, Ian. Fine. So imagine an ASMR just busts into a radio studio. I'm maybe, just maybe saying... They, the incarceration rates in ASMR jail are insane. We have more ASMR no. artists in prison than every other country in the world combined. Well, that's just factually inaccurate, John. China's jails are, I think, 85% ASMR artists. Maybe. I guess I, I do need to re- look into those numbers. Because in China, it's not, it's, it's not a license thing. It's just like if you make or consume ASMR content, you know, that's, that's lifetime imprisonment. All right, all right, fair. Okay, uh, let, let me hear your point. Let me hear your point. Well, my point was, uh, if an unlicensed ASMR artist, you know, maybe maybe it's not even a malicious thing. Maybe they just, you know, get an interview on a radio station, and they yeah. bust out their sort of dulcet ASMR tones. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the devastation that could result from that? People would be driving. People who aren't <laughs> don't know anything about ASMR, they hear this this person whispering, you know, they get those tingles, and then maybe they crash into a school bus, or a nuclear <laughs> power plant. And, you know, it's just devastation, job, Devastation. So that's why I think that we do need proper licensure. Maybe, you're probably, I think you are right that, um, for sort of the low-level offenders, like yourself at this point, you know, yeah. the, the sentences are too harsh. It is really driven by a lot of greed and a lot of sort of inaccurate propaganda put out there by the ASMR lobbyists. But, but ASMR, I, I can't real, see how, you know, in certain extreme cases, it. That's fair. I, I guess it's it's not a black and white issue as I had initially presented it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to get into side quests? Yeah, sure. Let's All right. So. <laughs> uh. So something that I've learned about myself since this whole project began um, is, uh, you know, before we started doing this, I never really, like, thought about fingernails very much. Like, the only time I really thought about fingernails was when my fingernails were too long and it was annoying me and I had to cut them. But otherwise, like, I never really paid them much attention or thought about them. 
But since starting this podcast, uh, and hearing all your nonsense about about fingernails, um, I've discovered that I also am uncomfortable with long fingernails. Yeah, right? It's like, it's no good. Like, like, it's one thing if they're just, like, long. But I, I was watching this one video. Um, ASMR, Intoxicating Ear Attention, Touching, Brushing, Tapping, Scratching, by ASMR Blossom. And I, I saw the thumbnail for it, and I saw that uh, she was going to be doing some stuff with a mic that, or, yeah, with a, a recorder that very clearly had, like, two microphones sticking out of it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, this is going to be great. going to be super binaural. I'm going to love it. Um, and I started watching it, and I think I only got about, like, five or six minutes into it. Because her fingernails just really, like, scare me. Like, I'm just... I'm looking at it right now, and I'm very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Long They're... fingernails, I think, are a crime. Like, I, but I, I want to just make it clear, like, these are longer than just, like, your regular fake nails. These are, these are extra long, and I'm just afraid of them. I'm, I'm closing my tab. I can't, oh, no. I can't do <laughs> it anymore. Good. Oh, God. Just, I, I need a moment. That's okay. okay. Just, I'm really... sort of recovering now a little bit oh, from that traumatic ordeal. Uh, I also I've I've watched a little bit more of uh, Miss Fushi's uh, Chrono Trigger series. I haven't watched it with headphones. I just sort of put it on the TV when I want to fall asleep. It's nice. Uh, I also watched this great video, Sticktacular Mics, Deep Ear Sticky Fingers ASMR from Whispers Red ASMR, who I think is one of my favorite ASMR artists currently. She does a lot of great stuff that I find very effective, and uh, that one as well was great. She just covered her microphones with some sticky stuff and made a lot of sticky sounds. That does not sound good. <laughs> uh, and then I also watched a bit of Late Night ASMR 4 by Ephemeral Rift. Uh, this one was interesting <laughs> because it starts off with him threatening you with a Nerf crossbow. Like, threatening to shoot you. But he... There, he never, like... Like, he, he he is very much... Like, in the fiction of the of the video, he acknowledges the fact that it is a Nerf crossbow. He, like, he's not pretending it's a real crossbow. He's just threatening that, like, if he were to shoot you in the face at close range with the Nerf crossbow... It would be unpleasant. Yeah, well, I mean, have you ever... You've, you've gotten hit in the eye by those Nerf darts before, right? Yeah, I mean, it's unpleasant. But, yeah. like, in a sort of home invasion scenario, which is what this is, oh. like, where you, you have invaded his home. Oh, he is what? Threatening, oh, nice. Yeah, he is, he is threatening to defend himself with this Nerf crossbow. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's delightful. I think, I think around, like, the like 20 minute mark or something... He's like, oh, wait, I know you. I've seen you before. I recognize you. It's like, really? <laughs> Took uh, you 20 minutes to figure that out? You know, he's probably disoriented. <laughs> he's sleepy. You were probably wearing a mask or something. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty fun, though. <laughs> hmm. uh, did you go on any exciting side quests? Oh, well, I've been going on this one sort of major side quest for the past couple of days. Yeah. That's very ASMR-related, because it, it deals with, I'd say, one of the more ASMR-focused Pokemon. Oh. Have you heard there's a new video game out, John? A new phone game called Magikarp Jump? Oh, I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it, though. Okay, well, let me tell you in exhausting detail. So you are a trainer who's been brought into this town because they want to win a Magikarp competition. Mm-hmm. There's a big Magikarp competition where people pit Magikarps against each other to see whose Magikarp can jump the highest. <laughs> um, and this town, they used to be very good in this sort of Magikarp league, but they sort of declined. And now they've brought you on a crack trainer to fix the issue. The only problem is that you're not actually a Magikarp trainer, necessarily. You're just a normal Pokemon trainer who's been okay. roped into this by some sort of misunderstanding. So you need to start from scratch, more or less. Okay. Um, you have to train your Magikarp, and this is done 
uh, via two ways, primarily. So your Magikarp exists in a little lake area, and food will appear in that lake, and you tap on it, and they'll go and eat it. Mm -hmm. And that raises their jump points, or JP, a little bit. And also you can regularly take your Magikarp on little training missions. So it'll do things like no. flop against a punching bag, or <laughs> uh, flop against a rock, <laughs> flop against a tree, um, and this will also increase its jump points. <laughs> oh, fucking Magikarp! Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's thrilling already, and it's it's, you know, it's it's a it's one of those sort of um, pay to win games where they they try to rope you in with oh it's sort of a fun little thing, and then you can pay money to accelerate the agonizing okay. slow progress you make through the game. Right. But I think that sort of backfires on them in this case because the agonizingly slow progress you make through the game to me is sort of fundamental to the Magikarp experience. <laughs> Anyone who's That's ever true. tried to raise a Magikarp into a Gyarados knows yeah. that nothing's fast with Magikarps. No. They take their time. They're very slow. They're just taking up space in your party forever. Just mm -hmm. splashing everything, doing no damage. Mm -hmm. They can tackle eventually, but yeah. they're too weak. Yeah, they're just absolute garbage. Until that magical moment. Mm -hmm. Although in this game it's sort of fun because uh, your Magikarp, you know, you level your Magikarp up and it corresponds to the sort of in-canon Pokemon game levels to some degree. So when your Magikarp hits a certain level, uh, it can evolve into a Gyarados. Oh, really? But, of course, since you are raising these Magikarps for Magikarp competitions, um, that makes it worthless and you have to start all over again. <laughs> it's also an interesting game, I would say, because... It really is sort of brutal in terms of treating the Magikarps. Your Magikarps, every time you catch a Magikarp, it has a fixed max level. And that okay. max level will increase when you catch new Magikarps as your trainer rank goes up. Okay. But this means that your Magikarp is definitely going to hit the max level and be worthless at some point. And then you just retire it. There are also <laughs> a Wait, series... You, you, you retire it? Yeah, you retire, like, do you retire it, it to the, the sushi store next um, or the sushi well, restaurant down the street? Sometimes they, they claim that you can see the Magikarp sort of floating in the background of your pool. Um, just like, you know, they've sort of just gone off elsewhere in the pond and they're not training anymore. But you don't see them that often, and Magikarps all kind of look alike. So <laughs> I'm not convinced that you're not murdering them. But there are, there are in-canon deaths of these Magikarps, or as what? close to deaths as you can get with a Pokemon. There are all these events that you can get into, like maybe you're walking back from a day of training, you see a tree with some berries on it, uh -huh. and you're just like, okay, well, those are those are plump, juicy berries. I bet if you know my Magikarp jumped up and got some of them, it would give him a big boost to XP. Do you want to do it? And yeah, you can click yes, and he'll go, and he'll jump up, and most of the time he'll eat the berries, and it'll all be good. Sometimes, it seems like about a quarter of the time, uh, Pidgeotto will just swoop in and grab your Magikarp and fly away. <laughs> and your Magikarp is forced to retire and never heard from again. Oh my god! That's amazing! I mean, like, like Pokemon has always, like, strayed so much from, like... Or has always tried so hard to avoid the, like, concept of death. Mm-hmm. And yet, they came here we, very close here. Very, here we just have very a, a Pokemon or a Magikarp just getting eaten by a Pidgey. Seems like it. <laughs> they tell you know, they don't explicitly say that your Magikarp died or anything. Uh, I think my favorite part of the whole Magikarp vanishing though is you will then get chastised by the sort of professor in the town because there's always got to be a professor yeah, or of a professor. Or whatever. professor. The professor, he'll just say, like, tisk tisk. you push your Magikarp too hard, you know, it's, he's a goner. Don't worry, I'll take care of things. <laughs> what is, is he, like, covering up this mysterious death? He's covering up the fact that you're, like, abusing your Pokemon? Yeah, For this, I like, so. underground Magikarp, like, competition? So there's a rich fiction going on here, I, I oh suspect. Oh my god! Where this is a desperate town that's sort of been pushed to the limits, and they've hired you, a presumably poke criminal, <laughs> God, using such extreme like training measures to get your your Magikarp's big and and juicy and jumpy, 
that you are driving many of them to death. Oh my god, you're Team Rocket for the first time in a Pokemon game. You get to be the bad guy. You're the Pokemon villain. So true. Just, just partaking in these illegal underground Magikarp jumping rings. Wow. I know. It's pretty tragic. Uh, we should probably get to our main quest, though, because, mm-hmm. uh, not that I'm trying to, like, be too professional here or anything. Um, it's just. Well, I think once uh, the listeners hear what our main quest is, they'll understand uh, that I am not being super okay. professional by trying also, to rush I, us to... I do think that the obligation I had has vanished, so... Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. So now let's... You know, John, before we were keeping it nice and trim, we're at 31 yeah, minutes. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, so, uh, well, in that case... <laughs> actually, well, we do still have to keep it somewhat short, just be... Well, not short, but... We can't... Oh, well, only like half an hour. I was going to say we can't have this be like several hours long because we do have a limited amount of space unless we want to pay more money for uh, hosting. But... Uh, well, here's the thing though, John. We missed an episode, right? So... <laughs> oh, fuck! You're right! <laughs> <laughs> Just well, put out the first three hours of I just want to, you know, quickly let the listeners know mm-hmm. what happened. Uh, listeners, we recorded the full episode. I said we recorded we started an, a full episode up. plus. <laughs> yeah. And as we were, we, we recorded a lot, listeners, and as we were wrapping things up, we realized that a lot of it wasn't, wasn't great. It wasn't really quite the, the product that we were hoping to put out there into well, the geez, wild. Well, I was going to say um, that, um, you know, sort of what we had recorded stuff maybe to our usual standard. But we realized towards the end yeah. that actually we have a special purpose in mind for today's episode. That's true. That's true. So for today's episode, our mm-hmm. our main quest focuses on the incredible four-part series, ASMRBs, uh, created by Patrick Gill, uh, famous Polygon video producer, best known for creating a very good picture mm-hmm. of Toad. She's trying to get retweeted. Uh, he is a brilliant young artist. A stunning... Not fully appreciated in his time. A stunning person from both a sort of, I don't know, um, creative standpoint, from an intellectual standpoint, and I'll, I'll come out and say it from mm-hmm. a physical standpoint. He's a very tall man. Yes. <laughs> I actually didn't I realize he was that tall. I mean, I don't know uh, for a fact that he's very tall, but I, I think he's very tall. I, I'm going to adopt that way mm-hmm. of thinking as well. Uh, so, but, so, so ultimately, we realize that we're, we have a lot, a great deal of respect mm-hmm. for Patrick. We really like Patrick. Um, and we, much as he wants Nintendo to retweet his very good picture of Toad, we want him to retweet this episode of our podcast. And so we decided that if we we're going to try to get him to retweet it, we had to go above and beyond. We had to create the greatest episode of ASMR. We had West to create a listenable product. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we are here to do. We took a quick break. We sort of recuperated, got our energy back up, and we're going to jump Right back in with the main quest, because I think the stuff before that was good enough. <laughs> and we are going to try to really dedicate ourselves to making this presentable. Just sort of, you know, throw in a lot of great compliments Patrick's way. And just try to make this the most retweetable episode of our now, podcast. Now, I am going to preface this by saying this isn't a distraction. Because that was sort of, I think, maybe the pitfall that I fell into last time was maybe introducing one or three too many distractions. This is a preface. Ian, I would just like to say that yeah, I did we, that I, as well. No one was innocent there, but no one was innocent, <laughs> let's say. I can't help but think uh, Patrick Gill, he's a somewhat notable web personality. He's got mm-hmm. about eight and a half thousand people following him on Twitter. And he has he's one of his his main prominent thing is a series called Please Retweet I can't help but think that we're not the first people who have made some sort of product, and we've decided, we've settled on the sort of bright idea of, 
playing his own card against him and trying to force him to retweet us. No, absolutely not. We certainly are uh, falling into a trap. We are not really pioneers uh, here. Mm-hmm. I'm and the funny thing is, I'm scrolling but through Twitter. Think... I'm not seeing him retweeting people who are sort of saying, please retweet me. So I think we'll have to phrase it differently. I think I don't think we will specifically ask him to retweet our episode when we tweet at him, but we will tweet at him. And I think the card that we're going to play that will give us sort of a, a leg up on the competition is that we are going to be discussing one of his other projects. That is true. A tragically underappreciated and underwatched project. You know, most people are, who are tweeting at Patrick Gill asking that he retweet something from them are probably doing it for entirely selfish reasons. As are we, but we're also going to be, you know, throwing him a bone at the same time. Because, as I said already, our main quest this week was ASM Arby's, a four-part series created by Patrick Gill. It is both an ASMR series and a fan cast dedicated to Arby's, specifically to the Arby's website, and just sort of discussing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And boy, what a good video series for so many reasons. So I began watching <laughs> this um, long, long ago. I think the time was about 2.30 in the afternoon today. And <laughs> right when I turned it on, I realized that I had to, I had to pause it for a second, because uh, I was it, it made me feel pretty hungry. I saw all these up-close-and-personal shots of sort of pre-prepared Arby's cuisine, and I hadn't eaten lunch to that point in the day, and so I decided that it was time. Now, Ian, I'm I'm surprised that you, as both a vegetarian and someone who I don't believe enjoys uh, fast food or fast casual all that much, would be made hungry by the ASMR. Well, I think it was mostly... uh, or by the I think it was website. mostly um, a result of the fact that it was 2.30 in the afternoon and I had not eaten lunch. That was a critical component. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not my normal lunch eating time. I normally <laughs> have lunch about one. Yeah. But, I don't know, you know, it's, I think it was the fries that got me. Because I don't, I'm not a huge fan, you're right, of like uh, fast food, fast casual. Are a... I'm a big, I'm a big whore for fries. Yeah, you really, oh, those fries, they you get you horny. Boy. And these are curly fries, and you don't see curly fries done very often. And mm. so even when they're done in an Arby yeah. setting where... Actually, I'm not sure that I've ever eaten at an Arby's, so I probably shouldn't be disparaging their curly fries. They might have perfectly acceptable curly fries, but I doubt it. Yeah, uh, unlike Patrick Gill, I also have never eaten at an Arby's. Uh, it, I, I would uh, like to mention to the listeners... Um, now, th- this is a, a Arby's fan cast... But Patrick does make it clear that he has not been to Arby's in several years. It's... Uh, he repeats that many times during this episode. Or during the every episode. episode. He just wants uh, to make it known. Yeah. Now I thought that I would also sort of start things off by... Um, mm-hmm. you know, we've had the preface, now it's time for the introduction. How we discovered this. Because this is not a popular YouTube series. It really is not. It It's... Like, tragically, tragically uh-huh. underwatched. Um, episodes 2, 3, and 4 have under uh, 500 views each. Episode 1 has uh, close to 9,000, but it's still not that many, considering that uh, this is from Patrick Gill, the creator of A Very mm-hmm. Good Toad. Or A Very Good Picture of Toad. So, I, I must admit... And um, also a less than good player unknown battleground <laughs> character uh, player. <laughs> well, of course, his player unknown battleground character is not nearly as good as his toad because his toad is very good. So what I, I I meant to say a uh, less than average uh, player unknown battleground player. I said character, but I, mm-hmm. I meant to say player. Uh, so I discovered this um, YouTube sensation when I was watching. One of his please retweet videos, and I saw that the Polygon uh, YouTube channel, which had posted this video, had made a comment 
on the video saying that 98% of the reason why they hired Patrick Gill as a video um, producer at Polygon was because of this ASMR series. <laughs> Actually, uh, if you look at the very first comment on ASMRB's one, um, we have a comment from uh, Miriam Hedayat, don't know who that is, uh, who says, this is what it takes to be hired at Polygon. Uh, I guess commenting on the fact that, uh, you know, he got hired by mm-hmm. Polygon <laughs> because of this. Probably. And it's also, I think, why this video has so many more views. Um, I'd like to take a quick, a quick detour, John. Um, yeah. What is this quick I wanted, detour? Ian? And here we go. I have confirmed, John. I w- wanted to dig into the video statistics to see um, in ASMR 1... Uh, ASMRB is one, something fishy. When did it get all these views? Because it is sort of funny, isn't it, that, you know, normally YouTube series, the first episode of some sort of series will be the most viewed by a fair amount, but 8,700 to 340, um, that's a yeah. big drop-off, ain't it? And if you look, if you it click is. on the um, video statistics button on YouTube, you will see, in fact, that Right around um, May 2017, this video was posted 2016, February 5th, it gets a very large spike in views. Yes, it does. Uh, I I believe uh, Nick Robinson tweeted about this series at one point as well, probably around the time where it got the large spike. I wonder if that Um, was the tweet, and then the Polygon thing was later a comment on that, and that's what caused the secondary spike that we see later on or if it was the other way around i'm not sure but in in either case uh it certainly uh yeah i got a bunch of views due to the uh acknowledgement or due to his his now you know fame and infamy as a polygon uh-huh. video producer uh but so i guess that makes me think you know smrb's episode one it's gotten you know not as much attention as it deserves but it's getting a decent amount of attention so maybe we should really focus on ASMRB's episode 2, 3, and 4, as they are still have not gotten nearly as many views as they That's deserve. Cool. Not even a single comment on any of these, it looks like. That's truly a tragedy. This is just... Also, I do want you to look... One of the great... I just say, Sorry. I want you to look at, in the sort of recommended videos bar, now that you've clicked on all these ASMR yeah. these videos, and I want to ask you if you're seeing as many ASMR eating sound videos um, as I am, because it's a lot. Uh, not a ton. A handful. I'm seeing um, a lot of various Let's Plays, uh, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, I'm seeing some Polygon stuff, which makes sense. Uh, and I'm seeing a lot of ASMR. I'm just which, actually, really, I'm just seeing the sort of... Oh, no. I've seen some eating sounds, but a not lot? exclusively. Actually, this pretty much just like matches my regular uh, YouTube recommendations. Huh, interesting. Actually, no, less wrestling videos than my normal YouTube recommendations, but otherwise pretty much the same as normal. Let's Plays, Polygon, ASMR. That's I just want to point out, Moonlight Eats does have a video, ASMR eating sounds, Arby's roast beef curry fries, and happy birthday, Laura. 48,000 views. So ASMR views <laughs> is a real thing. It's not just... It's not just <laughs> these, these funny videos anymore. Um, oh, actually, I, so I guess episode 4 does have two comments. Uh, one of them, uh, quite relevant to what you were just talking about. Um, I've just watched this series, and now YouTube seems to be suggesting many ASMR-related videos, but very few Arby's-related videos. I'm quite <laughs> upset. um and that i i can't tell you who left that comment because uh their name is in some characters that i don't understand or know what they are uh john i'm i'm clicking on it now um that's spanish john (laughs) (laughs) not spanish i do not know it is absolutely not spanish listeners you can (laughs) investigate for yourself (laughs) <laughs> so, um, so I watched the second episode. I watched the first episode, I watched the second episode, I watched yes. the start of the third episode. The second episode was very appealing to me, 
because um, it was about those loaded curly fries. Oh, yeah. That was quite an exciting episode. There was a pretty big uh, drama in this episode, um, which, you know, listeners who have not watched it yet will not know about. Um, and actually, I don't want to spoil the conclusion, because oh, you mean, I do you... want to sort of entice listeners to listen. But there is a, the big mystery of, uh, that you know, Patrick notices something which looks suspiciously like mm-hmm. an onion ring. And you won't believe what it turns out to be. <laughs> <laughs> You see, John? Uh, Ian, are, have you been working on your, uh, you know, clickbait uh, John, career? I prefer to call it. Are you, you going to become uh, a e journalism? <laughs> you about to get hired by that, Upworthy? Well, I don't know that Upworthy still exists. Oh God, I hope not. Also, that's definitely more of a BuzzFeed thing. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, Upworthy is more like to make you feel. Their whole thing is to try to make you feel guilty by not putting yeah. on their Buzzfeed stuff. Buzzfeed is more just like Buzzfeed is more about trying to entice you to quit. jab to the. Uh... Oh, okay. So Upworthy. Yeah, Buzzfeed tries to make you curious. Upworthy tries to make you. Guilty. They've changed their tagline at Upworthy. It's no longer. Oh. oh god, what was the original one actually? I think their original tagline was "absolute garbage" that appeals to your um, like. Or that tries to appeal to your sense of decency to make you feel guilty, but really we're yeah. just trash. Now it's because we're all part of the same story. Okay. It was a really, like, I can see why they changed it. Their original tagline was um, pretty uh, pretty unwieldy, uh, pretty long, hard to remember. I already forgot what it is, even though I just said it. Um, really a bad tagline. It was, just a, it was very wordy. So I, I think changing it was a good idea. A tennis star. Um, I am quite glad that the I... the sport is full of lesbians. John McEnroe's response? Epic. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking clickbait. But, John, so here's bad. The thing. I want to propose a slight modification that I think will make you enjoy that title. A tennis okay. star claimed the sport is full of lesbians. John McEnroe's response? In quotes. Epic. I don't know. That, that, uh, that you doesn't like that? <laughs> no. Wait, why? Why? Because then, because why would the that original be? implication of the title. I oh, okay. No, sorry. I, I get it. Okay. Yeah, his, I that, that is His better. response, colon, in quotes, epic. <laughs> I think it maybe if you'd like put a little emphasis on it, like, epic, or I don't know. I try to make him sound real horny. Yeah, because, because, John, we're not doing a great job of creating a listenable product. We <laughs> shot ourselves in the goal, and I don't think we're hitting it. <laughs> Alright, time to okay, refocus. Okay. okay. Alright, ready to go. So, ASMRVs. Lots of things to say yeah. about it. Um, one thing, love the name. Oh, great absolutely. Name. Um, now, in case it was unclear to any of the listeners out there, ASMRBs is spelled A-S-M-A-R-B-Y apostrophe S. Once again, that is A-S-M-A-R-B-Y apostrophe S. ASMRBs. Very clever. Also, another thing that I like about ASMRBs is... It does have, you know, you'll often see these sort of square brackets with something like ASMR or whispering noises or, you know, sort of the triggers that might be in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in ASMRBs 2, locked and loaded, it's got ASMR to, ASMRBs 2, locked and loaded, um, square brackets, ASMR, square brackets, RBs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is true of episodes 3 and 4 uh, as not, well. I think episode 1. Uh, not in episode 1. You know, episode 1, he was still kind of getting his feet wet, figuring things out. But that's two, three, and four. Well, Patrick Gill really figured out the importance of consistency well, of branding. Well, you say that he figured it out, John, but I, I think I've pieced together a startling revelation about this series. I think it was yep. all recorded on the same day. Uh, that is definitely possible. I would not be surprised because if that were here's, the case. Because here's the real... They were uploaded on different days, though, and it would be during the uploading process that he would have uh, written... Yes, I will just say, just because I want to I be the sort of first to break this um, dramatic news story. 
the real clue for me was in the um, the Arby's social media corner, part two. Um, he does begin basically at the tweet where he, he left off from the last Arby's social media corner. And then he just scrolls down one. That's true. Oh! Oh, but actually, now that you bring that up, that reminds me, uh, in episode... I Actually, I don't quite recall the uh, how the social media corner goes in episode three. But in episode four, the social media spectacular, there is a visible difference in the ASMRB's oh, Twitter shit. page. So at the very least, ASMRB's four was recorded on a different day than ASMRB's oh, one and two. Cannot say that one and two were on the same day or different days, and I can't say about three, but I do know that four was on a different day than either one or two. It sounds a lot like that. So, that's pretty big news. They always say, John, you know, I don't know um, what weapons World War III will be fought with, but I know that World War IV will be fought with sticks and rocks. Just like that that famous saying. Something along that line. Just like that famous saying, we, okay, we don't know what day ASMRB's 3 was recorded on, but we do know ASMRB's 4 was recorded on Sticks and Rocks on, on a different day than ASMRB's so 1 or 2. Just like... We also don't know what day ASMRB's 1 or 2 was uh, fought <laughs> on, I guess. But we know that ASMRB's 4 was fought on a different day, for sure, than ASMRB's 1, and also a different day than ASMRB's 2. Regardless of whether or not ASMRB's 1 and 2 were recorded on the same day or a different day. I think it was Winston Churchill who said that. <laughs> I don't think it was Winston Churchill. He said that long quote about Arby's? Pretty sure. <laughs> oh, no. A- uh, Winston Churchill did say the long quote about ASMRB's, which was then paraphrased to- into the World War 3 and 4 quote. Which I think was a sci-fi writer who said that. I don't know. Um... Wiki quote. Um, might be Einstein. Might have been. I- yeah, it looks like it was Einstein. Um. Oh yeah, it looks like it was Einstein. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So Einstein was paraphrasing the famous Winston <laughs> Churchill quote about ASMR bees. <laughs> it's so true, John. That's what a lot of historians <laughs> don't seem to understand. Is how influential this ASMR yeah, series has been <laughs> over the course of time. It's it's important to note that this paraphrased quote, this paraphrase of the quote, seems to have occurred about 1948. Uh, again, this series was posted 2016, so that really is influential. Well, I mean, Winston Churchill was a truly forward-thinking mm-hmm. man. Well, okay, okay. Winston Churchill did quote about the series, presumably before 1948, is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that Einstein had paraphrased the famous Winston Churchill quote. For some reason, you know, the Einstein quote gets a lot more Mm -hmm. attention, because people are just so much more interested in war than they are in Because Einstein has that picture of him Uh, sticking out his tongue and making the silly face. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know how many silly face or silly pictures there are of uh, Winston Churchill. I mean, really, like Winston Churchill, just no one ever talks about him, just because there's there's no silly pictures of him. He's just you know he he was sort of lost to history. He was a very you know for those of you who don't know, uh, Winston Churchill was a prime minister of England. He was a a really big deal, very influential man. Um, he uh, was the Prime Minister during World War II, um, so, you know, very powerful man. He really a- accomplished a lot in his life and is a-, a pretty, like, influential figure in history, but we just never talk about him anymore just because, you know, there aren't any any pictures of him with a silly face like there are Einstein. So, you know, that is the great tragedy of uh, Winston Churchill, uh, is that everyone's forgotten about him, and there have never been any movies about mm-hmm. him or anything. Um... So sad. Jeez, I think I had a joke all lined up, and then I forgot about it. Well, maybe you could have responded to my joke instead. So to just leave me hanging. Uh, so while you're, like, just kind of waffling over there, mm-hmm. I did want to bring up... 
Um, I had a I had a great idea. <laughs> I had a great idea inspired by the worst mm-hmm. idea of all time. Um, and when I say great idea, I basically mean I just want to rip off their idea. Um, or I, th- I think we should add a new segment to our show where we, where we watch Grunts to every an ASMR and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, where we we pick like one ASMR video. And we watch that one particular episode, or that one particular video every week, uh, and then talk about it. I don't, that shouldn't be the entire focus of our podcast, cause like, then it's, it's way too much ripping off their idea. So we, we just rip off their idea for one segment of the podcast. Well, John, I wanna, podcast. So we still have the main quest and side quest on everything else. I wanna sort of play double advocate have, here, uh, and say, you know, okay. I mean, how was the worst idea of all time formed? Is formed because these these two fine men had the worst idea of all time. What if we watch <laughs> Grown Ups Two every week for a year and made a podcast about it? <laughs> I would argue that the idea that we watch a and this is going to be a long ASMR video. I assume it's not going to be any ASMR videos like seven minute episodes. It's going to be one of those hour long ASMR slog. I was thinking I would pick like a twenty minute ones because I don't have as much dedication as they do, and it's also not the entire focus of the podcast. So what if we chose a very long ASMR video, and then we did basically an exact copy of Worst Idea of All Time? So you know, it's it's not going to catch on, right? It's not. It's never going to catch on. It's never going to be popular. So we're subjecting ourselves to this sort of discomfort. (laughs) Um, That's one point. Another point is we're being very creatively disingenuous because we did not sort of come up with this idea. We're just really ripping off someone else. On mm-hmm. um, the third point, we're not getting any sort of benefit in terms of you know fame or people listening and engaging with us or anything like that. So it's I think I think we expand upon the worst idea of all time and we live up to that name better than they do because they've got you know one horrible complaint. <laughs> We've got three. <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> I would like, you know, to their credit, uh, when it started, that is precisely what they were doing. Cause I, I think it took a little while for it to catch on. It, it did catch on within the first year, but it did not catch on immediately. There was definitely a good period of time there where they were subjecting themselves to a horrible experience with no benefit. Um, I was thinking we would pick a, a relatively short video and just have it be a segment um, however, I do have the perfect video if we were going to truly torture ourselves rather than just sort of, you know, ex- experiment with it a little bit. Uh, and that is the full hour boop challenge, ASMR, relaxation, good vibes by Escape Reality. I watched a couple minutes of it, and from what I can tell... It is essentially just uh, this woman uh, pretending to poke you and say boop for oh an hour. God. John, <laughs> you describing that video was nigh on intolerable to me. I don't think... There are bad ideas, John, and there are infeasible ideas. And I think what you've proposed there is an infeasible idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I definitely do not think we should do that. I do kind of want to steal Worst Idea of All Time a little bit and just make that a segment. I do also want to make Full Boop, or Full Hour Boop Challenge our main quest oh. for next week. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I am on vacation. Oh, there you go. Um, Although, also, we only have like oh, two we should, days I, before we need to record yeah. again. Yeah, it's it's going to be an effort, but we can do it, I believe. Um, let's see, uh, is there anything else? Oh, I, oh, of course. Um, I guess the, the ultimate question, ASMR bees, did it give you ASMR? Did well, it John, it's going to shock you to hear. Um, the answer was no. I did like it, though. It's something, um, I think if there was, I honestly, putting aside the fact that I'm sort of trying to... Uh, to appeal to Pat here a little bit, so he's more likely to retweet this podcast. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I could see watching content like that because it was you know, sort of mildly humorous, but also it was definitely relaxing. I liked it. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, I also, it, it didn't trigger ASMR for me either. Um, it doesn't, it didn't have quite the whispering that I need. I was also uh, a little too amused by it to have my, to, like, trigger ASMR. Like, I, I found it, like, I, like, I was chuckling at it a little bit, which is generally not conducive mm-hmm. to ASMR. Um, I mean, and I'm not going to put aside the fact that I'm trying to appeal to Pat. Uh, I think Patrick Gill is, uh, one of the greatest artists of our time. He's underappreciated. He is a visionary. Time. Um, he's a young genius, mm-hmm. a visionary, um, a savant, you may, might even say. Um, just, uh, incredible. Just, just wow. fucking amazing. Uh, and with that, I think it's time for us to uh, do a little inventory, inventory management. management. That's right. This is the portion of the show where we manage our inventory. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what was that chuckle about? I just like the way that I rephrased it in a sort of long, unimportant <laughs> way. <laughs> I appreciated what I did. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, listeners, uh, tune in next week if you want to hear the first installment of our uh, Worst Idea of All Time ripoff segment. Uh, if you are excited to hear the next installment of the Arthur Corner, um, you know, perhaps maybe we'll even get back to talking about the Great British Breaking Show, because for a podcast about the Great British Breaking Show, we have not well, so talked about it The problem is that I've finished all the episodes, uh, and so... Uh, I haven't, so maybe I'll start watching it again and I'll talk to you about it. Um, Yeah. uh, We also, you know, for our main episode, or for our main quest next week, we'll be talking about Full Hour Boop Challenge, ASMR Relaxation, Good Vibes, by Escape Reality. (laughs) Uh, Listeners, we will be talking about that next episode. I hope you enjoy it. I can't wait to share that with you. Uh, Uh, oh, I just re- quickly want to say, uh, last episode, um, I was talking about the keyboard, and I made some comment about how it was a keyboard that had some special features for people who are really into ASMR. I misspoke. I think it was pretty obvious that I misspoke. I think it was pretty clear that what I meant to say is it has some special features for people who are really into mechanical keyboards. Uh, but it was a little snafu that was just really, really bothering me when I was listening back to the episode and editing it. So I just wanted to, like, call that out and just Thank God. clarify. You have put... It's a keyboard with special features for people who like keyboards. You have put a keyboards. nation at ease, John. America was a troubled land. <laughs> that was... I mean, that was a little mini installment of the Indulgence Corner. I had to do that for myself. I had to put myself at ease and correct that horrible snafu. Uh, listeners... Please uh, share the podcast with your friends. Patrick Gill, Pat, buddy, friend, visionary. Please retweet please, this episode. Retweet this good, good uh, episode of ASMR listeners, <laughs> listeners, please leave us a five-star, <laughs> not four-star rating and review now, John, on iTunes. Question, um, just to help out some of the yeah. listeners. If they accidentally messed up and they did leave us a four-star review, how can they rectify that? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I believe iTunes allows you to go back and edit your review. I also think iTunes might just let you leave <laughs> extra reviews. I'm not positive, but I, like, I've reviewed some podcasts and then gone back to those same podcasts and the, like, rate and review button is still there. So I think you can just, like, leave as many as you want. I'm not positive. I mean, you know what? Even if you've already left a five-star... Uh, listeners, you can experiment with that. Let's try again. Listeners, if you've already... Yeah. See if they let you. And if you left a four-star review, mm-hmm. try to fix it. Or leave a five-star review, in, like, in addition. Um, you can reach us on... Or you can email us at asmrquesting at gmail.com. You can follow us or tweet at us on Twitter... We are at ASMR underscore quest. Um, and yeah, please just, uh, you know, share. Share the podcast with your friends. Let people know. It's a, it's a good time. And uh, we will see you again next week. Stay tingly, Stay. listeners. And don't forget. I'll let you finish. Tingly.
Don't forget. And don't forget to listen to the rhythm, <laughs> no. the rhythm of the streak. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>